Hi everybody, welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole. I'm Michael Cole. Um, last week's episode um, went long and was in kind of two different directions, so we split it into uh, two podcasts. So last week's obviously is up, but also now um, this is going to be the second part of that conversation with Matthew Cravat. Um, the first part was kind of an AMA about um, atheism. It ended up kind of changing up a little bit from the original plan. Uh, this conversation is more about, uh, it's kind of, it starts off as a continuation of that conversation and then goes into some other topics. So I, I have, I have a question for you that, uh, is not on the list that, um, I think I know your answer, but we'll, we'll see. 17. I, I thought it was 24. Uh, or 42, 42. Um, do, is, do you say, oh my God, or anything like that? Do, is that coming? Or, or going. <laughs> <laughs> At all, in general. Because I know, I, so I watched a video with, and I, I'm going to mess up his name and I don't mean to, but is it Aaron Ra? It's not Aaron. It's Aaron Ra, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Ra. Ra, okay. I, and he was talking about how he used to say it, and then he like trained himself. To... Yeah, some people train themselves out of it. I, I um, I've never really said very many of those uh, like "God bless you" or stuff like that. Like I just, I mean, I'm sorry, not God bless. God bless you. The one for sneezing is the one that I, I did. Yeah, everyone yeah. kind of by default says, and you have to train yourself out of if you think it's worth training yourself out of, which I don't really care about. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah, but I, I kind of like oh my god and stuff like that were never a big thing with me. And just a funny thing I like talking about moving down here and meeting more Baptists. And, you know, I grew up in New York and to me, Christian meant Catholic. Like that's, that's what I knew there were other things, but Catholic is what I knew. All my friends yeah. were Italian, you know, a couple of Irish guys and, um, Oh, and Jews, of course. But, um, when I came in here, I was talking with a fraternity brother who, and we were having like some real talk about religion and about culture and stuff like that. They were more as much amazed at me as a New Yorker, as, as a Jew, you know, frankly, and, and whatever. And they would, uh, one guy said to me, Jay, the snake, said to me, um, so Matthew, um, do you, did you say GD? And as a Baptist, of course I know he meant goddamn, yeah. and he just didn't want to say it. But I was 19 years old, and that's not a thing, like, Catholics that I knew weren't afraid of saying goddamn, so the, yeah. what I interpreted as is religious Jews won't write G the name of God. They write G hyphen D instead of the name instead of writing God. So that's what I thought. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly what they do. I'm impressed. You know that. And he's looking at me like, what do you mean? Why, why are you impressed? I know God damn. You know, you know that's, that's kind of, we had a weird disconnect that GD meant something different to both of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do say God bless you still. Uh, the way I look at it is, it doesn't make sense for religious people um, because I know the history is when they was the bubonic plague was going on. If you saw someone seizing, escaping, no, no, if they, they were going to die. Yeah. It was like, oh, God bless you because you're about to die. Well, that works these days. Someone coughs now. You should say it, maybe, maybe, yeah. But like, but nobody dies from anything sneeze related, as far as I'm aware, right now. Unless they're driving. Yeah, <laughs> I had a conversation with that today. That's so weird, uh, but. Um, yeah, I, I 
I mean, I say Gesund a lot, which is the Yiddish version of Gesundheit. I mean, Gesundheit yeah. is German. Gesund is the Yiddish twist on it. Yeah. And I'll say Gesund and Gesundheit, but I, but I'll mix it up with God bless you just as easily. I mean, yeah. like, it's not a, it's because I grew up in New York and in New York, a lot of people say Gesundheit. It's just, it's almost, it's as common as God bless you. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be as common down here because I get looked sometimes. Yeah. But also I work in a French company. So, and I work with a lot of international people. So you hear salute, you hear lots of different things. It's not God bless you isn't as ubiquitous in my daily life, yeah. but I don't, but I don't know. I don't have a problem with hearing it or saying it in that context. Yeah. Yeah. One of my coworkers, we were at a training last week. I was sneezing during the thing and he was like making hard eye contact or being <laughs> aggressive going, God bless you, my <laughs> It was so funny. And I was like, that doesn't bother me. Like, and actually, um, so we were ordering pizza for one of the things and someone was like, Oh, we should get mellow mushroom. And I said, if we get mellow mushroom, I'm going to go home. Because I can't eat mellow mushroom because there's something in it that makes me sick every time I eat it. And another coworker who knows that I'm an atheist goes, they probably put holy water in the dough. And I was I'm like, not a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. My, my, um, my brother, my younger brother uh, has a YouTube channel, Jets Chaos. Um, for New York Jets, and what did, did he pick the right year to launch a, a channel? Like he launched it like at the end of last year, and telling the Jets are a good team. Like he picked yeah. the right time to be on the Jets train. I mean, he's been a Jet fan his entire life, but he picked the right time to be public with it. And you know, he came out of the closet as a Jets fan. Um, but and when it, he he's, he live streams all the time, and the other day he said, "God willing." something something and then he goes which is a weird thing to say because i'm an atheist yeah. <laughs> you know, and i'm like oh he may have just lost some listeners <laughs> i say god willing sometimes um or god forbid i say a ton yeah i mean and um there's like the jewish version of god forbid is like if god if god should forbid is usually how jews you know older jews would say and it's a it's just like it's part of the culture to say yeah. that you know saying god forbid or, or god you know is it's 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 same as like if you say knock on wood, it doesn't mean I'm really going to turn around and knock on wood because I think it does something. Yeah. But for the viewers at home, I just knocked on my own forehead as if it were wood. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I've trained my, well, I, I haven't fully trained myself out of, but so a lot of times, so Sarah said, oh my God, in front of one of her friends, very small child several years ago. He was probably like three or four years old. And he said, don't say that. and. I don't like being told language. Like, I don't like being corrected with language. And I know it wasn't even me, but I was just like, ah. And every time, and I've heard my mom used to do it to people when we were kids. She used to do it to other people. Um, and she told my sister's boyfriend one time, he said, Jesus fucking Christ. And my, and my mom goes, you better be praying. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just don't, I was, was like, ugh, what the hell? And so I... See, so you say, what the hell? Same yeah. thing. Yeah. What the fictional location? So I start. I my my go to comeback when if and of course since I came up with it, nobody has said it. So nobody's corrected my oh my gods. <laughs> but I might. It was going to be no. I'm talking about my god. I'm talking about my god, not yours. <laughs> and so now and then at some point, my brain morphed it into and this I do fifty fifty. I would say if I say oh my god, fifty percent of the time will be oh your god. Oh no no, I'll say oh my god. But if Sarah says oh my god. I'll say, oh, your God, what? My uh, wife has taken to, Malavi has taken to, um, just in case you know, we know which one I'm talking about, um, in typing, like instead of OMG, she writes O-F-S-M. O-M-F-S-M. O-M-F-S-M. Oh, my flying spaghetti monster. Wow. It's, it's a lot of typing for OMG, but 
it gives her a giggle while she types it. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I, I lost my train of thought. I think we should, we should normalize OMB for Oh My Baphomet. Yeah. Yeah. I am surprised. I mean, here's the other thing I've started to learn as I've been getting more into, as I'm, you know, paying more attention to a lot of atheist stuff on YouTube and, and, and scathing and all those other things that are pointing out some more of the religious zealotry in the United States. Uh, starting to realize how little the people that I interact with know about a lot of the crazier stuff. Like, there they're really are more normal and middle-of-the-road, basic. And so, like, I've never heard anybody talking about, like, like the, the stories about, you know, like, we hear about uh, the Church of Satan is doing this, and we hear about those stories, people complaining... Usually, I, usually Satanic Temple. The only it. people I know that are, are... Yeah, sorry, Satanic Temple. I mean, there is a Church of Satan, but Satanic Temple is the one you're probably gotcha. referring to. Yeah. The only people I know that are aware of that is us, the atheists. Right. Like, And we're learning about it, you know, because we're hearing about it on these programs, making fun of the, the, the very far, the you know... Fringe. Fringe yeah. Christian groups. Because, like, you know, I now at this point I would say I, I, I talk to, you know, a fair amount of non-Catholics and... I still obviously know and and nobody has any clue and i'm realizing how into the fringes i'm getting like not that this is a religious thing but i was describing somebody that that with some some co-workers i was describing another co-worker or a former co-worker and i used the term uh incel <laughs> nobody <laughs> fucking knew, knew what an incel right. was and i was like it's an, an incel and i explained it and then and they were like, I've never heard that. And I'm like, it's so common. And I'm realizing, oh, now we're getting into the, we're into yeah. fringy. Well, like, I think that, fr- yeah. that um, the term woke is a really great accurate term that the right is now trying to co-opt and make it a horrible thing. Yeah. But it really is accurate when you think about that most people don't know about the cultural things that are going on. Like they don't yeah. know about, like, like they're not woke to the fact that other people are going through hard situations based on prejudice and based on 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 being marginalized. They did. They, most people don't know. I I work with mostly women in my group, yeah. and it used to crack me up that the conversations they have, and I'm like, like if they listen to the feminist things that I listen to, they would be shocked because they they don't subscribe to any of those. I mean, yeah. they're all powerful women in powerful positions, and and but like they don't know the political things going on. They're just living their lives. Yeah, like they're not woke to the battles that are going on in the culture wars and such. Yeah, yeah. it's it is weird. It's also weird when like like Sarah is pretty well aligned with me on a lot of real political stuff, and then she'll start to repeat something and I'm like that that's not that doesn't make any fucking sense and it look it's rare and it's just a matter of there isn't any but she's hearing it in the like echo yeah. and she's not hearing the rebuttal like uh, I have it with my dad and my dad is an ex hippie right he's yeah. as liberal as liberal could be in, in for his generation yeah. and I mean and, I mean and in his core he is but he'll say things that's right-wing talking points because he watches... I mean, he doesn't watch Fox. He has that in parental block because he didn't... Since since he moved into the house 25 years ago because he didn't want my kids to accidentally be exposed to it in his house. Oh, so so he's like, never done that. But he watched Lou Dobbs when Lou Dobbs was on CNN. Yeah. And he didn't realize that he belonged on Fox and he was absorbing the shit he was saying and yeah. believing it. And like he, he went off on participation trophies. So I'm like, Dad, but studies show that's good. You know, like, yeah. you know, that... 
yeah, the winner should get the giant trophy, but everyone else getting something. It's not like the winner doesn't get rewarded for winning, but yeah. everyone should get rewarded for doing a good job. When you're teaching guitar, you don't say you suck, you suck, you suck if they're not perfect, right? You yeah. give them little participation trophies. You're just repeating right-wing talking points yeah. that you've just absorbed and don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, to my dad's credit, my dad's like, well, I won't say that again. I'm like, yeah. thanks, Dad. Well, yeah, and Sarah's good about that kind of stuff, too. All, the, the only thing I can think of is we got in, we started talking about um, uh, Scooby Velma. Velma. Scooby and, Velma. Scooby and Velma. Scooby. We knew the bestiality was coming eventually. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the, the fact that Velma is a lesbian and I'm going to say fact. The fact that Velma is a lesbian. Oh, yeah. I think the writers have come out and said they were coding her as a lesbian for a long time before it yeah. was formally yeah. well, shown in the newest episode. Newest I, movie. So, yeah. So we I said something about that like sarcastically or off the cuff and they were like, what? And I'm like, oh, Velma from the... You guys didn't know about that? And... and, and and Sarah was like, why, why does everything have to... And I was like, first of all, uh, Velma is... Like, I, I would have assumed, if you asked me what her sexual orientation was, because I knew she wasn't with Shaggy, and unless she was with Scoob... There, there was a like time they, where I think she had a dating thing, but like they, they, they purposely had it not work out and yeah. not be a thing, because she was trying to be straight and she wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I would never... I mean. I, I would not have assumed any sexual orientation, but if you had asked me and put me on the spot, I'd be like, I would guess she's probably bi or, or lesbian based on everything. I mean, I don't watch, I never watched Scooby-Doo that much. Um, and, and then, you know, and since then I found out that like the, the character that she was a ripoff of, Thelma something or else from another show back in the 60s, that actress was a lesbian. And... That you know that 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 so like there's no point in which that this was like obviously yeah, you're playing her the opposite of Daphne who is yeah. the the femme fatale who's it's, into boys you know my other geekery I'm a comic book guy right yeah. and whenever there is you know so the current Superman like mainstream storyline Superman's son has kind of stepped up in being like Superman yeah. and he is pansexual right um, or bisexual as the older people would say it and um, people are freak are, are freaked out like and and you know, okay they. I can't think freaked out about that issue. I don't agree, but okay, fine. But they're like, why do they have to put that kind of stuff in comics? Why do comics have to have issues? And I'm like, uh, did, have you ever read a comic book from like yeah. the 60s and 70s? They were about issues all the time. I mean, they yeah. may not have gotten it right, you know, by today's standards, but they were about drug use. They were about yeah. racism. You know, Superman is the story of an immigrant coming to America and being adopted in America, yeah. you know, and having to be better than everyone else to be accepted. X-Men. You know, like, it, yeah. yeah. X-Men was completely, you know, about racism in the early days and then by the 80s about, you know, homophobia. Yeah. And... Uh, like you, the fact that you weren't woke to it doesn't mean it wasn't there. Like you just didn't yeah. see it, but it was always there. Yeah. And then I was back to Scooby. I was talking about the Velma, I was talking about the Velma thing, and I was like, not to mention, like, all right, you assuming that where sexuality is is actually something that's worrisome if, to show children. Why wouldn't people? Why wouldn't the people who are upset about that be more concerned about the fact that the show has, if not an atheist message, it has, it has skeptical leaning. Well, the original, like in the later, I mean, the original series was clearly everything was 
yeah. Mr. Smithers. But in the later ones, like there was the show, The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, where they actually fought supernatural beings. Oh, okay. So yeah, they've, they've gone back and forth. Like the, yeah. pe- the later generations of writers didn't get the point of the original Scooby-Doo yeah. and they screwed it up. Yeah. Like, when was, the, like in the scrappy always, days, they fought actual ghosts all the it time. It was always, if you were skeptical, you would come to an anti-capitalist message in right. like the originals like it was always some land deal like yeah, the dude uh, who owned the water park yeah the guy trying to to like scare out you know yeah. people so that he could have worked too yeah but yeah she's gonna be really irritated that yeah. i brought that, that well topic i mean up on but the other side that, that's interesting to me is that people wouldn't get upset if daphne and fred kissed you know if, you know if there's a heterosexual couple yeah. that's fine but when it's a homosexual couple and it's oh why do they got to bring that in you know, like, why do you have to have uh, two women who are married? Are you okay with a man and woman being married in the show? Because it's the same thing. There's yeah. no different. Like, you've normalized the normalized version so much that you don't notice that. But when it's done slightly different, suddenly you notice it's happening. Yeah. You know, it's like that. Just, again, it comes back to being woke, right? You're not even aware that you have that bias. That yeah. when you see what you consider normal, you don't notice it even exists. Yeah. I would okay. I'm not going to defend him, but do you know who Steven Crowder is? No, I know the name. Good for you. I know the name, but he's I terrible. don't know who he is. He's fucking day. terrible, and he is very often one of the wrongest people on the right. I will say that he probably came up with the only semi, like the closest to a coherent point that you could make on this, which is when you point out your argument, he came up with the only possible counter argument, which I do disagree with, but I think that it is the best possible argument if you had to take the other side. And he said, kids don't think about it because it's what we've always seen. So they don't ask questions about it. Whereas they do ask questions when they see two boys or two girls together. Right. But, the, but it's, not a, it's not a good reason. Yeah. But, but, but it's accurate, but it's like, well, you know what? Yeah. If we put it in fiction more, then they won't ask those questions because they'll see it all the yeah. time. No, no, Like you're, he's describing the actual problem that we have. That's not a reason to keep it that way. That's the problem yeah. that our fiction is too whitewashed. Right. Right. Yeah. So I just think it's funny because I, 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 he came up like, it literally is the only possible argument I could see having any kind of standing. Yeah. Like, usually when someone makes an argument, I'm like, that's so unbelievably dumb that I don't even know how to argue yeah. against that. Right. Your argument against that is good, but. Like, and the other argument of, is, are you afraid your child's going to ask you a question? And you can just say, yes, yeah, sometimes men love men, sometimes women love men. Like, it's not a hard answer. And kids. I don't think any kid would argue back against that once they hear that as an answer. They're yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Dan- <laughs> Daniel Tosh uh, had this bit back. It was right after Prop 8 or whatever it was, which was 15 years ago. Something like that. Don't make me feel old. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember. But it feels that. like yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, He had this bit where he said, he said that the most convincing argument, and this was the ad that they made, basically, he summed it up in more you know, blunt terms. And he said, uh, it was a kid coming and asking what, you know, why asking their mom or dad, why they saw two, two men kissing or whatever. And he goes, and he goes, are we going to actually have to fucking talk to our kids? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that's basically what the argument came down to. And it worked <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. We're at over an hour. Is there another question? Are we done with the questions? 
Oh, uh, there was the one you were saving. There was the one that we were saving, which um, I'm full of anticipation. Yeah, is it good to have faith? We kind of talked about that a little bit last time. Like, I think it goes back to defining the word faith. Is it good to believe things that all evidence says no to? Yeah, no, it's not. Is it good to be willing to extrapolate based on evidence that you have and have confidence that something will will go or hope that things will go yeah. well? Sure. Yeah, I did. I did hear. So, and I'm going to screw up the quote, but it was something from Richard Dawkins, who I also know is problematic. problematic. But his the argument the the question was if if you could prove that religion was verifiably false, but non harmful, and and there was other stipulations, but basically like there's no reason. It's not, you know, it wasn't harmful, it wasn't doing it, there was no problems with it, but it was verifiably false. Would you still be opposed to people believing in it? And, I mean, I'm not I'd be opposed to be. Uh, and that wasn't the wording. Hey, would you think, you know, the, you know, you know I think the world would be better if people didn't believe in fake things. True, yeah, and, that's, know, and that was the More argument. than being opposed was, to what people That was essentially what the question was. And, and I agree, and then it, it did kind of start me down the lines of, uh, line of, and, and this maybe less so about religion, although religion definitely plays into it, is there is a part of me, there's a utilitarian part of me that says, I don't necessarily care how you get to the better as long as you get there. So, like, for example, like, I don't care if you don't kill people because you think you're going to go to hell as long as you don't kill people. Like, yeah. But the scary thing is, what if you stop believing now? Are you going to kill people? That's, yeah, that's not yeah. a permanent... Right, religion. and that's, no, that's a good... The, but, um, but there are there's certain things where you're like, okay, this is a bad reason to be here, but at least you're here. Yeah. And I'm like, at this point, you know, we'll worry about getting your train of thought right later, or you know, like we'll, or you know, like teaching you how to like make de- deductive reasoning. To me, as long as you're being, you know, like actually a good person, the way I think a good person is, then I don't care as much. Well, like that's the the Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller, the thing where. When asked, if you're an atheist, what stops you from killing and raping all the people you want? And he says, nothing. Right. Nothing stops me. And I do. I do rape and murder all the people I want. And that number is zero. Right. And if it isn't zero for you, I'm happy you have your faith because you're oh, a monster. I haven't heard the second part yeah. of it. I've heard the beginning part of that, but yeah. I've never And heard that's it. not an exact quote, but, that, but that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. You know, like, but, um, but I also, and that's, and that's not an appeal to authority. I'm just saying he said it well. So I'm using his yeah. words because they're said well. Just so anyone say, oh, just because he said it doesn't make it true. Correct. I'm just using it as an example. And similarly, Matt Dillahunty, who is the former host of um, Athe Experience that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. He, um, often I've heard him make the point when someone talks about having faith and making decisions based on faith. And that's different than what you asked. So I'm saying making decisions based yeah. on faith. But one would assume that's the logical consequence of yeah. having faith. He goes, is there any decision you couldn't make based on faith over reality? Like, and, and, there, and if you put it that way, it's like, then you're going to do wrong things. Like, if you have faith that you will not drown when you tie a one-ton weight to your you know, body and jump off a boat with it, that faith will not keep you from drowning. So faith can have distinct harm for you, where if you were basing based on scientific ob- observation and reality, you would know, oh, I will drown if I jump off with this weight. Yeah. And faith gets in the way of believing reality. Like you invest in something where all 
the indicators say that's going to tank and you're like well i just have random faith on whatever whether it's religion or whether it's your lucky socks or whatever it happens to be that's not a good way to make decisions right and occasionally it may work out like you know flip a coin it may come up the way you guessed it's going to be yeah but it's not a good way in the long term to make your decisions and certainly not to legislate from yeah no i agree i just there uh, and and there's certain issues that i think are clearer than others where at, at this point, I just want you to get to the right conclusion. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, and, when and it yeah. comes to murder, when it comes to, like, I mean, I think six months to a year ago, I'd been more confident in this statement. But, like, I think to some extent we are, as a society, mostly good on homosexuals. Like, and I'll, I, that's way that's, but people have been drag kicking and screaming to yeah, get yeah. them to mostly good right yeah. right and i and i think we need to you know we can always improve in every, in in most ways if not every mm-hmm. way but i think like we we were we're at a place where i'm mostly happy with the result and and part of that's probably because i'm a white uh white cis straight guy yeah. and it doesn't i haven't had any negative effects so i'm sure there's part of that but i also think we have made fairly big strides like there um john stewart was did you see any of john stewart's thing this past week no john stewart i saw one little clip but i don't not on this topic so he did a thing about on his show he did a thing about um learn you know learning about trans life and how it affects people how how all the trans issues affect people and he in his intro did he showed a picture he didn't show the clip but he said like something about making shitty uh lazy jokes or something and he goes that's my wheelhouse and i'm sorry that i did that and so you think you look at it and it's the picture is probably from 2005 at the latest or at the earliest and so you're like in 15 years we've moved a decent amount on i mean we've moved a long way like those of us who are moving have moved a long way because like i i think 15 years ago i know that you know trans trans people have existed forever but i didn't know any 15 years ago and and they were much more closeted yeah right and if you saw if you saw somebody that was clearly trans like there you know you'd see somebody giggling three feet behind them and like and so i think there's a lot of ways. W- Society has come a long way, even if some yeah. people don't want to. Well, and when you them. look at it, especially compared to when you look at how we've handled gay, the LGBTQ as a whole compared to race as a whole, like race has been trudging super slow. We started earlier dealing with it, and I would say that we're like. We're maybe slightly further ahead on race, but because we've had 150 years of working on it to some degree, whereas we've been dealing with, as a society, I mean, I know that gay people and and trans people and all the other combinations of things have existed forever, but we've been dealing with with homosexuality specifically as a society for, what, 50 years? It's been a significantly shorter period of time. Trans stuff has been really like the average person has been aware of it for like five years yeah and 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 like any transvestites but they didn't know anything else and and i think that i think that you know there was a lot of 
you know, that they probably just thought that was drag and they didn't, re- you know, it was like, oh, just people dressing up. Like, I, I mean, like, like trans people were represented as gay people who wanted to get married in like 70s culture. Like there was a TV show I used to love when I was young called Soap. And in it, one of the, Billy Crystal played a, a gay character and he was in love with a big football star and the guy couldn't be seen with him in public because he couldn't be outed as gay. Yeah. So Billy Crystal was going to have a sex change so that he could be a woman and he could be with him because that's the way it was viewed then. Like they didn't, like, like even like in pop culture, they didn't even understand what trans was. Like that's not what being trans is about. Yeah. They, but that's the only way they, they could express it. Interesting that at that point it was more acceptable to be trans than to be gay. Well, I think nobody would know. That, the thing yeah, was like, true, the, true, the true. idea was that nobody would know. Yeah. That he could pass himself off and nobody would know kind of thing, which is a horrible, like, yeah. it's a terrible interpretation of it, but it, like, that's what, that's even the best yeah. it was back then. And I think a, a, an advantage for acceptance rate is you're Dick Cheney and you're the worst person in the world. Then your daughter says she's a lesbian and you're like, oh, it's in my family. Now I have to deal with it. Right. Your daughter doesn't come out as a different race. That's, that's mm-hmm. I've actually used that. Yeah. When I've talked to your, your kids. Not well, gonna... except for that one, uh, Rachel Dozer. Or what the, Dolezal. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, she, she might. But other, other than her, it doesn't yeah. often happen. Okay. You just touched upon something I do want. I, I've asked this of several people and, and I've gotten... Basically the same exact answer from every single person I've asked, but I'm curious because you're probably the most progressive person that I'll have asked this question to. Speaking of Rachel Dolezal, do you think that in 20 to 30 years, trans, they won't, I don't know. Transracialism in whatever term they use. Yeah. Yeah. Transracialism, the reason why I say whatever term is because transracial, they... You can't change. Well, no, they say that with, uh, like, if you adopted a black child... That's a transracial family. Okay. So that term is already being used, so they need to come up with a new term for whatever that ends up being. But do you think that'll be a thing? Yeah, well, so here's the thing. Not talking about her case, because her case is an edge case of she's as white as she could possibly be culturally, yeah. parentage, genetically, and then she says that she's not. So I don't, I don't know how to handle that case. It's beyond me. But, but... I'll say for the rest of society, my children are half Indian and half Jewish. Yeah. My son's married to a girl from Saudi Arabia. So her, if they if they have children, they will be a different blend. Barack Obama is called the first black president. He is half white, half yeah. black. Most of America, not a most, maybe not most, but much of America, is blended races. Right, and it can go gen, go back generations. So, so we, I think, incredibly foolishly, with no basis in reality. Race is a, is a completely a social construct. Right. Like in genetically, you know, I've heard a scientist on a podcast talking about there's more genetic differences between some different tribes in Africa than there are between some of those tribes and white people in Europe. Right. Like, and just because they have black skin, we say they're the same race. And and race is a stupid term to use for our ethnicities anyway, because yeah. race is a biological term that's just not true. So I think whatever crossing of racial things makes sense that we get more of it because yeah. i think that mo that so many people are a blend of races and we for some reason try to make it a binary as much as we can right i actually saw a form recently that let you check more than one thing for race and i'm like that's rare yeah you know my wife looks at it and she's like if you go by the races we've learned as children she's technically caucasian she has a lot of aryan blood she's from northern india yeah 
but you know so she's technically caucasian but she's from the continent of asia so she's technically asian yeah and she's like what am i supposed to check on a box i mean i check asian because screw white people is her thing you know like you know i don't want to say that i'm white because yeah but if you go genetically that's a better answer than where she happened to be born like you know if i if if you and sarah happen to be visiting china when and you're and you had a child born there that child would technically be asian because they were born in, in asia but they wouldn't genetically be Asian. Right. But anyway, I say, I think the main thing is there's so much blending of racial genetics or whatever terms you want to use. Yeah. Our cultures are so mixed, especially in America, but even in Europe, it's getting more and more that as that happens more, I think the identification of race makes no sense to begin with. Right. And should become more fluid. I, so I don't know why we call Obama black and not white when right. he's equal both. Right. That's true. Uh, I, I actually think Rachel Dolezal... And, and I should say... His life experience is probably not equal because he looks black and that gives you a life experience. Right. So there is that side of it too. But that's why I think there is more play at play. Yeah. It was the Jeffersons had an episode about it way back in the seventies or maybe it was the early eighties, but you know, where, you know, that one of the couples is um, black and white a husband, a white husband and black wife, and they have two kids and the kids get into a big argument because one of them is light skinned enough to pass as white and the other is dark skinned. Yeah. And I think the daughter is yelling, the sister's yelling at her brother, like, you don't know what it's like to be black because you can pass. Yeah. And like, and that was back in the 70s, they were dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think I, I agree with all the points you just made, but with Rachel Dolezal, and she, is the edge case because she's the only one we've heard I've heard of. I guess there's other people that have similar situations, but I I think that and and, and I've learned a lot about tr- the the science behind transgender identities since I started making this. Yeah, I mean, you can do brain scans, questioning. And you, yeah, you can see it, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of that to like. There's a lot more hard science to for transgender than I understood when I started, when I heard about Rachel Dolezal and understood, started to understand this. But at that point, all I understood was gender is a social construct and race is a social construct. And there are these biological markers, but they're not, you know, like there's not much there like that actually defines it. And so my thought at that point in time, like if you look at Rachel Dolezal, her, I believe her husband was black and her children were black and she was in a black community and she worked for the ND, N, NAACP. NAACP. Which is what the story was. She was the head of her local Right, NAACP. and she was doing good work. Yeah. So it wasn't like, she wasn't like the the guy who was converting to Judaism that was the dentist from Seinfeld. I want to tell Jewish jokes. It was not that. It, it didn't seem like she was trying to get the privilege. It was like, I, this is my community. I'm trying to help my community. And, 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 you know, maybe... And I just would always wonder whenever whenever she comes up specifically, I wonder like, are we in twenty years, in thirty years, going to be like, oh, we shit on this woman, and we shouldn't have? Yeah, and and I know that a big reason why people like I've had a lot. Everybody, you're the first person who's kind of sided closer to where I think about it than, and and I'm open to learning because I don't think that I know. I'm that's why I ask. Um, I don't like want to assert that like this is what I think is gonna. I just am curious and is this what's gonna happen? And I want to be prepped to be as compassionate and and reasonable as possible on the subject. I don't want to be 
looking back and like, oh, I was one of those people who made fun of her. I understand why people did. Um, but like, I don't want to be on the wrong side of history. So I'm, I'm trying really hard. Every time it comes up, I try to just understand. And one of the things that I think has made people really push back on it is that the right has tried to use cases like that to delegitimize transgenderism and that's not how i look at it i think i I, if if in 20 years like i it's the slippery slope fallacy like i if that's the case and and it's the same basic mental they made a good point we were wrong about her right like not wrong about yeah right and but and i had and i did literally hear people i think like ben shapiro kind of people saying uh you know is is this going to be we're going to have transracialism and it's like if that's the if that's what happens why not i don't understand well and i think it's funny is we do have it we do we have it 100 percent. but it's just like the velma conversation right when you say well kids are used to seeing straight relationships they're not used to seeing you know any other relationship right we're used to seeing someone who is third generation american but came from mexico being complete quote-unquote i'm making quotation marks quote-unquote white culture right and not and not having any kind of accent and not you know doing anything that we would say as latino because they've totally whitewashed their themselves in in their generation which i'm not saying is a negative thing at all i'm not saying jewish i mean kind of what i described my family right we're less and less jewish every generation no matter who we marry because we're not practicing it anymore and we don't notice it when it's going towards that right when it's people are giving up their racial um, you know, ethnic culture to be more Americanized, more mainstream Middle America. Nobody points that out and says, you know, hey, why is that Spanish guy eating an American cheese sandwich on Wonder Bread? Yeah, right. Because that's normal. Right. So, like, we if but if you but if you move someone in the other direction, we're like, oh, that's wrong. Right. That makes sense. And it's like, so I I think it's the normalization that if you move towards the well. We quote unquote consider norm, and I don't want to say it's norm. The yeah. more common American experience, middle America, fictional American experience, yeah. that we totally accept. Like nobody gets like you know upset about that. It's right. only when someone wants to move the other way that suddenly it seems wrong. Right. And in some ways, it is. You know, cult, you know, it's that fine line. I hate bumper stickers and I hate labels. Right. Yeah. So like when you if you describe it in a conversation, you have one feeling. If you give it a term, say they're culturally appropriating, well, that's bad. Because right. we said the words. And it's like, but, you know, and yeah, a lot of the times it is bad. But it's not bad because you said the words. Let's have the conversation and see if this case really falls into the bad thing or not. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, the other little pushback, so I've only asked, I guess I've asked two black people about it. Uh, about transracial identity, whatever they're going to end up calling it if it ends up being a thing. The other pushback I've gotten is... Well, it you have white privilege and you can like move into it. It's like, but men have a privilege and and tra- so if your biological sex is male and you're a trans woman, like you move from society seeing you as a man to into this minority, and like and 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 their point is well. Yeah, but can a black person become a white person? Well, can a woman become a man? Like, and like it ends up being there. It the 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 corollary to me 
is not like they all think that there's a or not they all like everyone that I've talked to the which is like at this point five people so not not representative numbers but there's not too many people that I've felt comfortable talking to about it's only friends and and people that I think are going to be intellectually honest even if they don't that's why I want to ask about it um but that answer was always you know the the corollary to me is like yeah well I don't see the difference there, like between a trans woman and a, you know, because that person was for all by by all of society's standpoint until they came out as trans was seen as a man, um, and now is a woman, and so that's that same level of of uh, privilege, and I think that that works. It, in the same way. Yeah, I think the problem is that we have decided for some reason race equals color. Yeah. I can see it and that makes it a race. And that and, yeah. and we have and that is a case and like so their point about privilege is 100% a correct and valid point that is a confounding issue right. on on what goes on but if I look at taking visual race out of it. Yeah. My friend Beth uh, married a Jewish guy 40 years ago or some odd time. She's just a little, uh, and uh, maybe 30 years ago. She's probably not older than me. So 30 years ago, she she, ma- she married a Jewish guy and she totally embraced Jewish culture. So maybe she converted to Judaism. I think she did probably before she married him. Cause I, but, and, you know, but she drops Yiddish words all the time. She tells Jewish jokes like the dentist on Seinfeld. You know, she as I didn't know she converted to Judaism until she told me because she acts so Jewish. Yeah. So did she culturally appropriate Jewish racial culture right or is it just yeah it, it it's a thing you, it's, yeah. it's 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 a it's a societal construct and she's welcome to it yeah you know? but i think when you look because at you can't tell by looking at her the way you can with a black person and right. like rachel if her husband was black and her culture is black i mean but we M&M have will... acts you know culturally as black as anyone you know you know we, we say yeah. racially and i'm doing so many air quotes because i don't like the words i'm using yeah well there's but, no there's no good language yeah. for what we're talking about so like to, there at this point in time to, we can't qualify everything and so i understand and hopefully you listeners will understand where we're not trying to be dicks i know that there's been a couple of podcast episodes that i've done where i'm like trying to be honest and talk about something and then in lack of clarification, I worry that, you know, like I talked about, I forget what it was. I'm pretty sure it ended up being trans issues uh, on another episode because it's something that I'm really interested in because, I mean, we have one side yelling at us about it. And that, and so like I'm wanting to learn and because like it never, under, I never understood the, the, the harm in it. So like I'm trying to learn, and so I'm trying to be informed. That's a good on question: it. What the things that the white nationalists get upset, the white Christian nationalists get upset at, the far right gets upset at. The what is the harm is a really good question because like 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 I don't know for ninety percent of the things they get mad about, I don't know what the harm is. Yeah. Someone else is doing something I don't do. It's wrong. I don't understand that. Yeah, I mean I, <laughs> I. I have to fight that instinct in myself, not on, on real issues, not on real issues, quotation. Pineapple yeah. and pizza, though. That is, that's what I'm talking, that's what I was just about to <laughs> say, is there's, and I don't have a problem with pineapple and pizza, but 
Uh, there got, are lots of things up over it. where, like, if you want, like, I every single time we make pasta, I say because Sarah doesn't like Sarah doesn't want sauce mixed in with her pasta. She just wants the pasta, and then she'll put a little dollop on the top. And I'm like, why? You have just dry ass pasta. Why does it bother me? There's a little bit of re- like legitimacy there, but like for the real, re- is it, it seems wrong and it bothers me for no good fucking reason. And but would and, it bother you to know your neighbors do it that way, or is it because it's, you know, it's because because I will eat more of the pasta and I don't want it to have sit there, sat there and dried out. And, and right, I mean, but so it, that, but that it, is affecting you. Like, like right. are you are you upset that other people but, don't know how to make pasta or that you have to eat pasta that's not made properly? No, it's. It, there that in that example, it, there is like some some. That's why I said there is some legitimacy, but there are other examples I can't think of off the top of my head where I am wrong, and it bothers me, and I just have to be like, why? Why the fuck does it bother you? Yeah. What does it matter to you? But pineapple pizza is a great example for a lot of people. Like yeah. I do not like pineapple and pizza because it's not a taste thing that I think goes well for me. There are plenty of times my wife and daughter split up. Uh, Hawaiian pizza, you know, as they call it, even though it's really Canadian pizza. And even though we don't do it right anymore because we stopped using Canadian bacon, which is the original way they did it, and we just use ham. So it's really even weirder now. Um, But my wife likes that taste. And fine, we order two medium-sized pizzas instead of one large. (laughs) That's fine. But I'm just saying, like, I get the impulse to some extent because... Hawaii is a state. Because there are things that bother me, and I have to, like, literally think, it doesn't make sense, like... Uh, I can't, I literally can't think of a good example, but there are so many, I'm like such a crotchety old shakes his fist at the clouds kind of person in my brain chemistry. And I have to like, be like, why do you care? Why do you care that that guy's name is Chase? And he's seen like Chase is a frat boy date rapist like name. Um, I had a fraternity uh, brother whose last name was Chase, and he did not rape me. I just like I just came up with the first. He is a no. He serves us faithfully in in, yeah. in the armed services. I was actually he's a th- pilot. He's an Air Force pilot. I was thinking of uh, Chase from Paw Patrol because because oh, he's a rapist. Uh, he's the cop, right? I don't. Or I don't know. My child, my youngest is twenty. I don't watch Paw Patrol. Yeah. Anyway, we should wrap up because uh, I think Sarah and Logan are in the driveway waiting to come in. Um, let's, let's let's look. Let's go out the back door. Yeah. So anyway, so let's uh, let's wrap up. I think this will end up being two episodes because we've been going for an hour and a half and we kind of changed topics on. Uh, happy with that. So either half it ends up on the floor or it's two episodes. Yeah. No. Uh, there's a lot of goods. There's very little that's gonna be left out. Uh, I guess we can leave out the bestiality stuff now that that. We'll just leave these jokes in so that people won't know uh, if that we actually had a conversation about bestiality or not. Yeah, the conversation about it, not when yeah. the dog came in the room. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, nothing else serious to plug right now. Also, if you're interested in more some of these topics and stuff, besides all the wonderful resources on the interwebs, if you search Triangle Free Thought Society on YouTube um, or go to our website and click on the icon for YouTube at the top to get to our YouTube channel, a lot of our program meetings are recorded, and especially since they've been virtual on Zoom, it's been easy to record some. Um, and when we have permission of our speakers, we put them up there so you can hear some talks on some of the uh, atheist topics as well. Um, I highly recommend the one we did with uh, in the beginning of this year, I think January of this year, on the Ten Commitments of Humanism. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Um, you just said one of the things that drives me crazy that shouldn't drive me crazy interwebs 
It's a joke. It's from it's The Simpsons. Humor. Everyone uses it. I don't know. It's from The Simpsons. Is I just it from The Simpsons. I think... It might be. I don't watch The Simpsons, but oh. I mean, so it's, it's so ubiquitous that I just do it. Someone who me. works in digital marketing. Yeah. I like to make fun of people who say things wrong. I always say the Facebooks, the YouTube sports balls. I just, yeah, I don't do that one because it's overplayed. But yeah, yeah, I, I just, yeah. No, it, and and as soon as you said it, I was like, this is a good example. Like I, it wasn't like I was excited about it, but I, I yeah. Cause it, see, the humor in it for me as when I used to be an editor, the web, the World Wide Web, is a proper noun because there's only one of them. It's the web. So saying interwebs plural is ironically funny because it can't be an interweb. There's only one. Nice. It's well. There's an interstate highway in Hawaii. It's a state. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we will. Uh, I will be back next week, which at this point is actually two weeks from now because this is going to be two episodes. Um, but if you liked this episode, go back and check out the first episode with Matthew. And uh, hey, check out every episode. Because downloads are good for me. And subscribe. Give us a good review. You can email me at talkingaboutthebigstuff at gmail.com. Um, I have yet to get a single email on that. So if you have questions, topic, sub, uh, you know, subject ideas, uh, if you potentially want to be a guest, it depends on who you are. I, I have to either vet you or know you. Um, but any of those things, if you want to, you know, just questions for the next time we do any kind of ask me anything, um, yeah, email me at talkingaboutthebigstuff at gmail.com. And I will talk to you all next week.